Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode, we are talking about marriage. In light of Jess and I finally getting married in three weeks, hopefully, fingers crossed, there's a couple barriers to jump over, but it finally looks like we will be getting married. After the long wait, pivoting our plans, rescheduling, replanning, it looks like it's finally coming to life. And this had me reflecting the past weekend um, of what marriage meant to me and just the mindset and my beliefs behind marriage. And I just wanted to share all those insights with you and hopefully that brings some sort of value. So please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's having an awesome day today. Um, just to fill you in with what's going on in my life, it's about the start of June and we are under three weeks left to go until our wedding. Our wedding looks like it's going to be a go, so we are, Jess and I are extremely excited, going hard in the paint on planning, especially Jess, she essentially has a month to plan our wedding based on what our what we're able to do, where we're able to do it, and who we're allowed to have and everything like that. So that comes with a lot of problems, a lot of figuring stuff out, and she's really throwing herself at it. And uh, I'm trying where I can to help out. Um, but again, last weekend, I went to the cabin again, the fly-in cabin. And I always like to take some time to reflect, check in with myself. It's, it's an amazing place to do that when you're just surrounded by nature, by yourself in solitude. <clears throat> and I really had the opportunity to look within, check in with myself, see where I'm at, especially with marriage. And I kind of just reflected on what marriage means, what, what the expectations are for myself and what came up for me during this reflection time. And I just want to share that in a podcast today in light of us getting married in a few weeks and just to share my insights and my thoughts. And hopefully that brings some sort of value to all the listeners out there. So when I was reflecting, the first word that came up was commitment. Um, to grow as individuals, but yet navigate as a team. And this was kind of the baseline of what came up for me and, and what I believe marriage truly is. And I believe that marriage is not a guarantee. Clearly, as you see many failed marriages, many complications, many people who just don't stick it out, don't lean into that commitment. And it, again, I'm coming from a place of a person who's not yet married. So <laughs> I'm not going to give tips and strategies to the best marriage or, you know, because I'm not married yet, but I just want to give a little insight of to what I see marriage meaning. And for me leading up to marriage, I had to change a few of my own paradigms of what marriage meant to me to make that meld and to make that work with my partner, with Jess, because every single individual has a unique set of beliefs, paradigms, what they expect and what they think something means. So it's so important to go to those deep conversations to really get aligned and congruent to what those values, those beliefs are with one another. And it's good and important to know that marriage is not a guarantee. There's a thing called divorce. You know, it's not, it's not for sure going to work for everybody. And it's that commitment, that commitment portion that will prevent that from happening, hopefully. And again, 
for me, just to give you an example of what paradigm I had to change at the start of our relationship, if we did have talks about marriage or those, those types of conversations, my paradigm growing up, I, I, I went to church every Sunday as a kid growing up. My family was religious and therefore I was religious um, with, without really a choice. You know, you're born into that. You're born into what your family's beliefs are, right? Until you have the decision to formulate your own identity, formulate your own beliefs of what that means for you, not just to necessarily latch on to somebody else's because it's what they believe in. Everybody has the right and freedom to believe in what they believe, you know? Um, and it's like how, it, yeah, you, you can't argue that. And it, everyone's entitled to their own belief. Like think about how many religions are out, are out there. It'd be naive to think that your religion is the only one that's right. Like, how is that possible? How can everyone be right? So it's just, I think it's so, so important to get clear on what beliefs stand true to you, what beliefs serve you the most and what aligns with you and then latch onto that and go with that. And that doesn't make anybody right or wrong. It's just unique for everybody. So I had this paradigm of, because I grew up in this religious family and I went to church all the time, I was bred and told and force fed that, you know, divorce is not a thing. You get married and you stick it out no matter what. And that was just my belief. That was my underlying belief. And I told Jess, well, I don't believe in divorce. I will never get divorced. And she said, well, how is, how is that fair? Like, what if you never worked on yourself? What if we never worked on our problems and then we're just trapped in a horrible marriage? Like, that's not fair to each other. And this was something I had to really battle with way back in the day and be like, well, I don't know. Like, this is just, that's just the way I see it. But again, you're, you're now coming in unison with another person and you need to formulate your own beliefs and you need to formulate what that means. And okay, for Jess, she, she wanted that to be an option of like, hey, I don't want to either. You know, I never want to get divorced. That is not, you know, her parents got divorced and it's just not something that any family or any people want to go through or that you plan to do. Um, but I think it is a leverage tool to say, hey, you know, if we're not, if you're not holding your end of this commitment, if you're not holding your end of the stick, why would I trudge through my whole life miserable with somebody just because we have to do this based on some belief that we're, we're being told in this, um, in my case, in, in, in that religion. So that was a paradigm I changed. And then once I actually was able to listen and hear her perspective and understand that she doesn't want a divorce either. You know, at first you hear that and, and you just get all, you know, it's challenging your beliefs. It's challenging what, how you see something. But then once I was fully to fully able to listen and understand that and be like, you know what, that makes sense. Like, how would that be fair? What if I, what if I was a piece of shit and never changed or never worked on myself or vice versa? Like why, why trap your life just because you made, you know, like, Yes, marriage should be an absolute commitment where you vow to change and better yourself. And that is my full intention. And I am not somebody who gives up and I am somebody who will always figure it out. But, you know, there should be a leverage point to be in like, you know, if this does, if it, if this is miserable, you know, like we got to figure this shit out. So that was a paradigm I, I had to change it at, at the beginning. And that's just touching on the, the basis that marriage is not a guarantee. That doesn't mean it's going to be a guarantee success just because you put a ring on your finger. It should. Don't get me wrong. It absolutely should. And people should take that really seriously as I'm going to. 
But I, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who don't take it that seriously and it's, it's unfortunate. But before jumping into that commitment, I believe that people should understand the process of change. So it doesn't lead to a divorce because that's a lot of the time what the conflict is. People don't change and then you get stuck in your ways and it, you know, the same problems surface and they perpetuate and they grow and they compound. I believe it's so important for each individual to know the process of change, how to change themselves. And for me, uh, I, I really had to dive into this. In fact, I wasn't able to, I, was, I didn't feel comfortable um, getting engaged or proposing to Jess until I learned and understood that I could change because there was a lot of things I thought it was going to take me years to get engaged because I was like, my gosh, I have so much shit to change and work on and I have no idea how to do this. But it was that first big blockage, and I've talked about this in many times, where I, I went through that process of looking within and figuring out how to change my bad patterns, my old ways, the things that kept leading to recurring arguments in our relationship. Once I learned how to change that and actually prove to myself, holy shit, you know, I can change this. This is possible. Then I said, okay, I have the formula. It is possible. I believe I can. That, you know, that just gave me that belief that I could figure shit out, that we could adapt, that we can evolve together. We can work on problems and I'm not stuck in my own ways for the rest of my life. What a relief. And that's what really unlocked the doors to me proposing to Jess, knowing that I can change. And I believe firmly that people should know how to do this, work on themselves, work on aspects that might be pro causing problematic areas. I think it's so important, the personal development journey, looking within, how to evolve, how to break free from old patterns. Otherwise, it's going to lead to a guarantee of conflicts and struggle and just stagnation in a relationship. So that's my firm belief that people should know the process of change or how to work through your own individual issues. And another thing is that like, once you know how to change that, that that's massive and you don't need to have everything figured out to get married as Jess and I didn't, especially when we got engaged, we had a lot of stuff to work through, but I knew that I had that, I had the, the process, I had the process for change and that was enough. And at the time, like we had a lot of shit to work through. We were, we had some finances stuff that we needed to get through and old paradigms and beliefs that I needed to work through that I was very protective of money. I wasn't working as a team. I was very private and that was based on my upbringing again and I had to break down my old paradigms that weren't working for our relationship. There was intimacy stuff, you know, living in the present moment, dealing with my grumpiness. There was a lot of shit that I needed to work on. But because I had that formula for change that gave me that confidence of like I can figure this out, we can figure this out, we can work on each other, on our, on our own individual issues and weaknesses and come together and work as a couple. And this is where I believe in coaching and reaching out for help and working on yourself because Jess and I would actively do couples coaching with her mom. Her mom would facilitate these sessions where we would just talk openly about what was going on, our issues, our problems, our life vision, and just kind of like working and melding it all in. Because if you don't have those deep conversations, um, you're, you're never gonna get to the root of stuff. 
And it's, it's, it's so powerful to have somebody facilitating this with an outside perspective that's just holding the space for us to figure this out, to talk this out, to hash it out. This doesn't mean our relationship is a failure because we're doing this. This means that our relationship is going to be epic because we're doing this. This means that we're not going to settle. This means that we're not going to go with unresolved issues and not dealing with stuff and surfacing it. We're facing literally everything, every problem, every goal, every dream, every issue, everything that's bothering us, everything that's on our mind. And we, we get it all out. You know how healthy that is? That's not a sign of weakness. That is a sign of power, of a powerful couple wanting to excel. And there's this stigma behind getting help and you know getting an outside source or working through things. That's like, oh, our relationship isn't we don't need to do that. We're good kind of thing. But it's like, no, it, it, you should be wanting to excel. You should be wanting to go there. You should be wanting to go in the trenches. Otherwise, you'll never get what you want. Like, isn't the idea here to both get what you want? And just a lot of people don't have those conversations or that vulnerability or that willingness to go there, seek help, go there, be uncomfortable. But damn, there is a lot of power behind that. And because of doing that, our relationship trajectory just skyrocketed. You know, our trust, our intimacy, our communication, everything just got better because we were willing to go there. And marriage should ensure that you are working on being more than just friends or more than just companions. And this happens so often. And this is a, a big thing that Jess stresses actually, which is great because I, I, I agree with it. But normally, you know, that wouldn't be something that I, I latch on to or that I, I probably would have became complacent just being friends or companions. But it's her that's stressing that, hey, there's a lot more than here. I do not want to settle for just being your friend your whole life. You know, that might be fun and enjoyable and feel safe and feel comfortable, but like there's more, there's way more than that. We could feel more. We can experience more for more than friends and just companions. If we amplify our, if we continue to work on our romance, our intimacy, being lovers, be affectionate, being business partners in life, you know, strategizing, we're finance partners now, we're building a business, we're going entrepreneurial, like, let's go, there's more than just friends. We'll be parents one day, Strate have a strategic alliance, problem solve together, uh, support one another, and be each other's cheerleaders. And so that's a lot of things, that, that sounds like a lot of different hats to wear. And we can't expect this is important. We cannot expect our partner to always show up and be wearing all of these hats at once. And this is something that I believe causes probably a lot of conflicts because a lot of people expect our partner to wear all these hats at once and ultimately feel disappointed if their partner is not showing up in every category. But and then they think that something's wrong in their relationship or partnership or or marriage. And that's just absolutely ridiculous. How can you do that at all times? And I think it's these unspoken expectations that we have because we see these soap operas, we see these movies, we see Instagram, we see everybody portraying these amazing moments. And we think that their life is perfect at all times. And it's a load of shit. It is a load of shit. You can't wear all those hats at once. But when 
when you feel it's a, you, you know, you're at a season in life where one of those hats, you know, you're not, you're not fully wearing it properly, that you need to work on it. That's when you dive in. That's when you put a bit more focus and attention and work at it. Okay, a romance has been slacking here. Let's amplify that. Let's work on that. Let's put some focus on that. Okay, we're not working as a team in our finances here. We're not parenting well. Let's put more focus. It's a continual journey and evolution of work. People think you get married and you coast and you sit and you don't work on things and then you wonder why it's gone to shit. Well, frick, man. It's like not comparing it to a job, but you know, if you don't work at a job, you're going to get fired. If you don't work at a relationship, it's going to fail. And it all boils back down to that word of commitment. Again, this is my perspective and, and interpretation of it, but I believe that commitment piece is just so important. It's about always improving and refining along the way. Marriage is a commitment to improve what is lacking and to continually grow together along the way. And as Jess and I have seen, there's always been new problems emerging in our life and in our relationship, especially if you're trying to grow and level up and you know grow as individuals. There's going to be new problems coming your way. Don't just be naive and think life is not going to have problems. You always need to you're going to be faced with it. Like just come to the realization and acceptance and surrender that life is partially a struggle. It gets a lot easier to digest and just swallow that pill once you're like, okay, it's not just going to be that easy coast button the whole way. Stop looking for complete. Stop looking for that, the, the, the complacency. Stop just hoping that it's just going to be comfortable your whole life. There will be no fulfillment in that. There will be no fulfillment in a relationship if that's the way you view it. And again, yeah, one thing that both Jess and I have have really talked about and really believe in is that marriage should not be that free pass to complacency. And for us, we are committed and we've had these talks. We're committed to maintaining our health and fitness our romance, our vulnerability and openness and willingness to share our emotions and how we feel, the pursuit of adventure and pursuit of our goals and vision. Um, the phrase that scares me is, you should always accept me for who I am. You know, there's a lot of truth behind this and that uh, there is a portion of that which I agree on. So you should always accept your partner. I agree with that no matter what happens and no matter what circumstance you know, no matter what extreme circumstance might happen, you should accept your partner for who they are. But it is also a double-edged sword because this can be a dangerous, dangerous statement that could lead to stagnation. You know, if, if you just always lean on that phrase, you should just accept me for who I am. Screw it. I'm going to gain a couple hundred pounds. I'm going to be lazy. I'm going to forget about our vision. I'm going to forget about our goals. I'm going to forget about that commitment we had. You should just accept me for who I am. <clears throat> that is a scary ass place to be. And I, that is not a that is not a leverage point that I ever want to use and that Jess ever wants to use because we are committed to holding ourselves accountable to always growing, always scaling up, always being better, always reaching for our desires as well as living presently in the now and enjoying our life. Um, you know, we're not willing to settle for anything less than that. So marriage is not a free pass to complacency. We don't expect each other to get out of shape. We don't expect each other to not pursue what we desire. Like we are holding each other accountable 
because you're married, that doesn't mean, okay, I'm good. You know, I got the, I got the old lady or I got my man now. I'm good. I'll just settle down. I'll have my kids and I'll not change and I'll just live here forever. You know, that shit scares the crap out of me. And again, this is my perspective and it's probably not going to align or resonate with everybody, but this is just the way I view it. And I don't want to be complacent in my marriage. I want to always become better. I don't want to have a shitty marriage. I don't want to be a miserable couple when we're older. I want to thrive. I want to have an amazing relationship. And that involves not being complacent. I also believe couples should ensure they are past the honeymoon phase before getting engaged. So it's essential to work through your shit before locking into such a big commitment. And we've all experienced the honeymoon phase. I have a podcast episode strictly on the honeymoon phase. If you haven't listened to that, check it out. There's some really good information that breaks down kind of what's going on in our in our in our brains, in our chemicals, in our neurochemicals, our chemistry, <clears throat> and explains why we always feel that life is so amazing, and which it is, it feels great, but you're just like on this high of this new relationship. And it can last anywhere from a few months to a year, maybe even longer. But every relationship that I've seen, and you know, a lot of the stuff that I've studied in psychology and all this kind of stuff, points that there is this honeymoon phase that it's this new sense of uh these new feelings this constant rush of dopamine this attraction this endorphins you know it's just this amazing cocktail of what's going on but once that begins to fizzle out as it almost always does then that's where we're faced with the truth and the reality of who we are because now we're at a point where we're no longer willing to put the effort to hide our undesirable qualities all our insecurities you know it takes effort to hide that especially for me i I remember the first day i showed some of my true colors to jess i still remember that and i remember being aware of that and i was like well here it is you know she's gonna start to to see the undesirable side and like let's see if this can let's see if this can last and luckily luckily i i ended up really having to work on it and not just hoping that she accepted me for who I am, that dangerous phrase, because we would have been miserable. If she would have accepted me for who I was, we would have both been miserable. So again, I think that phrase is so dangerous. Um, But yeah, I believe that we should definitely be beyond the honeymoon phase before getting engaged because we're going to we're going to see the true colors of other person. That doesn't mean we need to settle. That doesn't mean we need to accept them for who they are. That means we need to have the difficult conversations and being like, "Hey, I really don't like this about you and this this doesn't make me happy." And you're going to need to work on that to to make this relationship work. And we're going to need to work on X, Y, and Z together to make this relationship work. Like we need to have those difficult conversations, those uncomfortable conversations and not just throw in the towel and say, oh God, you know, they changed or yeah, they just weren't that fit for me. No, you're just, you're just getting to know their true colors. You're, you're understanding their insecurities. Everybody has past traumas and a lot of the times they're not worked through together. And when you, when you get into that relationship beyond the honeymoon phase, that is when those true colors will show up. That's when those traumas will show up. Our partner will expose those traumas more so than they would have been exposed on her own. It's interesting how that works out. 
So we need to be able to face that and go deep and have those difficult conversations and then potentially seek out the help, you know, get some coaching, get, you know, lean into that, those support systems, have that accountability source and work through your shit. Don't be selfish. We're not working through your traumas and your insecurities and your problems is selfish because you're going to be miserable yourself and you're going to make your partner miserable. So again, just on the underlying point of please don't get engaged before you're through the honeymoon phase. And again, if that's something that is spiking your curiosity, check out my episode on the honeymoon phase in relationships. And then don't get married because you think you're supposed to. And this is another thing that scares me, you know, and with media and the highlight of social media and just the peer pressure of friends and everybody else doing it. We feel like we need to jump into something when we might not be ready or might not be willing to face and have those difficult conversations. We might just jump into it because everybody else is doing it. And marriage or even a relationship is not a mandatory step in life. You know, you won't die if you don't get married. There's no age that you should get married, although we all think there's an age that we should get married. And you definitely don't need to feel pressured to get married because all your friends are doing it. You know, marriage is something that can amplify your life. It, it can. When two people combine forces, that can lead to something more powerful, beautiful, and wonderful then simply one person can create on their own. You know, if you combine forces, think of a big corporation. If you have a big company or entity, think about the grandiose scale and impact you can have when there's more people working for that corporation rather than just one person. You know, it can become something more powerful when you combine forces. But for that to be true, I believe there needs to be continual work, <laughs> not just having an expectation that marriage will magically amplify your life. I think that so many people think that that's what's going to make their life better. That's what's going to solve my issues. That's what's going to make my insecurities go away. That's what's going to make my problems go away when I have a relationship and a family and kids. But it's the complete opposite if you don't work on it. That's going to bring more problems. That's going to bring more uncertainty. That's going to, that's going to expose those traumas. That's going to bring everything to the surface level. You're going to have more stuff going on. You're going to have more problems to solve. Life will get more complex. And I just really hope that people are digesting this. Again, this is all my perspective and this is just what I focus on and what I reflect on and the awareness that I have going into things and going into marriage particularly. Um, so again, I'm not saying that you need to think the way I do. I'm just sharing my insights and sharing my thought process and mindset behind marriage and what, a, what that commitment means and the, um, the partnership. And I hope that brings some kind of, some kind of new insights into your, the way you think, and maybe a couple points in today's episode or something like, ah, yeah, maybe, or that resonates with me. Let me think about that. Let me reflect on that. That doesn't mean you need to think the same way I am, but if I said something and it resonates with you or it spikes your curiosity, dig into that. Don't just listen to this and let it bypass and not reflect on it. So, Again, leading into my wedding, I'll probably have a, a little bit of a hiatus of recording podcasts, but I have a couple stacked so that I'll still be trying to release one once a week. And again, um, please check out all my resources. You can visit my website at joelmahe.ca. Send me an email to coaching at joelmahe.ca. Uh, check out my Instagram. My tag is just joelmahe. 
I'd love to connect. I'd love to hear from you. If any of this resonates or any of this has an impact on your life, I love to hear from you. It means all the world in my life. I am not getting paid to do this. I spend a lot of time, a lot of effort on this to serve, um, to, to hopefully help bring new insights and awareness into your life. And all I ask for in return is giving the giving the show a rating or review if you enjoy it and again reaching out to me and if coaching is something that is in, that interests you I would love to connect. I'd love to have a conversation about it. I, I truly believe in it. I truly believe there's so much power in it and it, it helps people evolve from where they are at to move forward, to progress, to get unstuck, to level up in their life. It is such a powerful tool and resource to use and I firmly believe in it. I get coached in it. Like I mentioned before, we even got coached by Jess's mom as a couple. Like, There's just so much benefit behind it. So if any of that interests you, please feel free to reach out to me. And just closing things up here, Jess and I focus on creating an abundant life, one where she can achieve her personal goals and vision, where I can achieve my personal goals and vision, and where we can uh, accomplish our relationship combined goals and vision. And neither of us is willing to settle. And the only way we will accomplish this is with mutual support, belief, understanding, love, growth, care for one another, and of course, commitment to always figuring things out. If you lean in and build on that commitment for the longevity and duration of your relationship and marriage, you will surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope you have an amazing day. Take care.